what is the one thing from your perspective people in our industry, the plastic industry, uh, should start doing to approach circularity? Can I make a design for a recycling project? Can I make recyclats? Can I do in-house recycling? Can I do post-consumer recycling? Welcome to Broman Circular Table Talks. Circularity is the best, if not the only way, to decouple growth from the use of resources. We want to discuss about what it means to turn linear industries into circularity and explore the field of innovative solutions with promising potential for your business. This is how we at Groman want to sell chemicals to save the planet, together with you. Welcome to this session about designing circularity in plastics, live from K-Show 2022, organized by Groman Group. My name is Florian Groman, CEO at Groman, and today I'm your moderator. My next guest is Dr. Johannes Rutloff from SKZ, with whom we want to go in a deep dive to um, DeanSpec 91446. Dr. Rutloff is Head of Material Development, Compounding and Extrusion at the SKZ, the uh, Süddeutsche Kunststoffzentrum, Southern Germany Plastic Center. Johannes, Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thank you for the introduction. Before we start, could you quickly introduce SKZ to our audience? Yes. Um, as, uh, Europe's largest plastic institute, SKZ, has been uh, providing practical solutions for the plastic industry along the entire value chain for more than 60 years. In addition to research and development, the SKZ offers testing and certification services for the quality assurance of materials produ and products, congresses and courses, for the training of specialists and managers, as well as certification of management systems, in example, to um, ISO 9001. Um, thereby, the SKZ is supported by powerful network of four, more than 400 companies. Wow, impressive. Picking up from our previous talk with Malte Schön from the EKV Institute, we would like to explore deeper the new norm DeanSpec 91446 aimed at the classification of recycled plastic based on data quality levels. Now, uh, Johannes, DeanSpec 91446 446 talks about these data quality levels or DQLs. What exactly are data quality levels? C could you explain this a bit further to us? Yes. Um, so as the name implies, data quality levels are gradients in the quality of data available for a recyclate. In the norm, this is defined as a specific combination of known characteristics of the material. These characteristics are classified as information or as properties. Properties have to be validated by a specific method. Thus, for example, the material type PE um, and the packaging form in a big bag are informations. Um, the viscosity um, or the density can be properties. Ah, very interesting. So, and how are these uh, DQLs collected? DQLs have um, a level ranging from one to four, where a higher number expresses a higher data quality. So, to achieve a given uh, DQL, a certain amount of characteristics is needed. Furthermore, for the highest DQL, specific properties like the viscosity are mandatory and it's defined how these properties are determined. So 
who is data mining? The DQLs can be very different depending on who is interesting in the DQL classification. Most likely, material manufacturers, suppliers or distributors will classify their materials into a property DQLs according to the characteristics at hand. To meet customer requirements, the amount of available characteristics can continuously be increased. Um, the individual information and properties must then be calculated or measured according to further standards. Finally, all characteristics are collected and written down in a product information or data sheet. Great. So what advantages can deeper DQLs offer and what benefits can Recyclates have with a flat or constant DQL? Yeah, so as DQLs increase, the information of the material becomes more defined. For example, by determining the viscosity, it can be assured that the material is processed well. This enables access to application with increasing quality requirements. Therefore, striving for a higher DQL clearly brings an advantage. At the same time, however, the required or needed efforts um, increase with the target DQL. So you have to make more effort to achieve DQL4 like you have to do to achieve DQL1. So not every supplier can guarantee a narrower viscosity range for their recyclates um, with changing feedstocks. But this even might not be necessary um, for products with lower quality targets. Thus, in order to keep material available or entry thresholds low, it can therefore also make sense to have a constantly low DQL. So both make sense. High DQLs for high quality products, low DQLs for starting with recycling and getting growth in the market. So that makes it much more simpler to, to find the right uh, recyclate for you. Yeah. So in my view, the main advantage of DQL is that such distinctions are only made possible by DQLs in the first place. Great. Can recyclates from post-consumer waste be taken into account because uh, a lot of our customers ask us that and um, we're curious uh, what you think about it. Yes, absolutely. DQLs are not limited to a specific material stream. Um, the level of the DQL does not say anything about the quality of the material at first. It just says how much data are available. But with a higher DQL, however, the probability is um, higher that I can recognize whether the material quality fits my requirement. So if I have a DQL of one, it's quite hard to say, it is, po is it possible to make a high quality product of it because I don't have a lot of data. But if you have a DQL of four, I can look at a fully filled data sheet. And so the expert can say, yes, this material will suit my expectations or won't suit my expectations. Much easier. I guess I simply have more information and properties available based on which I can make decisions. And, and how can a recycler or, or recycling entity achieve this uh, highest possible DQL of, of four? Huh? Yeah, by continuously measuring and documentation, their parameters um, defined um, in the standard according to a specific procedure. Of course, there, it's quite hard to do it from, from startup. But there, for example, recyclers can also get support by their customers, by their partners in doing so. And ultimately, we as Uh, institute can, of course, provide um, services like measuring the viscosity for um, okay. a supplier. And so they can continuous grow and get higher DQLs. Cool. So um, let's a little bit look into the future. What could be a, a further development of DeanSpec 91446 look like? And, and, you know, some hurdles might be still there. Yeah. Uh, so how to overcome that in the future? Yeah. So I think there are two fields of action here. Um, so one is uh, a further development from an industrial standard 
to a real uh, norm standard, um, which is a little bit a higher quality of standard. Um, but I think there's a big first step done by using this standard, by applying this standard, and then we will learn what is, what is good in the standard, what is bad in the standard, or what doesn't fit at the moment. And with growing experience, we can redefine and um, uh, improve the standard and make um, a full-fledged standard out of this. And second is mainly also and continuous adaption to the industrial requirements. So if we see one property is really important, we can um, make the man this property mandatory also for DQL of one, for example, or for DQL of two. And so we will get better and better in applying this standard. Cool. So to conclude, what is the one thing from your perspective, people in our industry, the plastic industry, uh, should start doing to approach circularity? Yeah, I think they should, should start today to think about which project can I do um, with recycling in mind. Um, so can I make a design for a recycling project? Um, can I make um, recyclats? Can I do in-house recycling? Um, can I do post-consumer recycling? And they should aim to fulfill this project in the next year. So if everyone does this, we will make, everyone will make a small or a big step forwards towards circularity. And I think it's really a high mountain we have to climb. Um, but if you look at climbing, um, you don't look um, at the top of the mountain and say, oh, it's as high. You, you always look on the next step you are doing. And if you make small steps, you will finally be on the top. And I think this is also what we should have in mind for recycling. Don't wait, start today. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Johannes, it was such a pleasure to have you with us uh, and hearing your precious insight. Dr. Johannes Rutter from SKZ, thanks a lot for being with us today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank um, you. Thank you. Thank you for joining Roman Circular Table Talks. We hope that we could share some interesting perspectives with you. And if you have an interesting idea on how to approach circularity in your business, or if you face a hurdle, please come and talk to us. We at Groman want to sell chemicals to save the planet, together with you.